there's certain people that are always going to push the limit and fuck it get you across that line. Throughout Britain, men and women are foregoing the nine to five jobs introduced during the industrial age as they embrace new technologies within the digital revolution. And these two chaps are here to help. Welcome to the Powerful Nonsense Podcast, the show about mindfulness and entrepreneurship in the digital economy. With your hosts, Wayne Ingram and Jeff Yildiz. It's going to be F-bombs galore in oh, Powerful yes. Nonsense today. I'm definitely putting this one as explicit. <laughs> <laughs> so for those of you who are sensitive to the words fuck, shit and crap. And bollocks. <laughs> turn off now. <laughs> Welcome to Powerful Nonsense, guys. Welcome back. As always, I am one half of the Powerful Nonsense crew, Wayne Ingram. And I am the other half, the better half, Jem Yildiz. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think you are. Wayne told me off today. He said I've got too much treble in my voice. <laughs> I don't know what to do about that. I've never been told that before. <laughs> You're just too much treble, you. He stuck I... me. He stuck me. Oh, oh, that was bad. He stuck me on an anti, uh, a very low treble diet. <laughs> High base diet. High base diet. Get the boost. The buttery biscuit base. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> oh dear. Uh, so today we are discussing a YouTube video. Yeah, but we watch a lot of YouTube videos. We do, don't we? They, and, and not not like not like cat videos. Sometimes I watch the cats. <laughs> <laughs> Play it off keyboard cat. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that. Um, okay, yeah, sometimes I do watch cat videos. Well, not so much cat videos. Well, actually, no, cat versus printer, that's a great one. Check that out. Check it out. <laughs> but no, we're talking uh, deep, meaningful YouTube video today uh, from, well, I don't think he produced the video, but featuring Ice T. Ice T, yeah. And basically, it's. Because we are so fucking hip. Hip to the core. <laughs> <laughs> and so basically there's a video on YouTube called um, Fuck It Mentality. It's sort of like the Fuck It Mentality, which is by Ice-T, and he sort of breaks down why anybody who kind of wants to do something I mean, amazing in their lives, whether it's creating a business, whether it's becoming a rapper, whether it's anything creative, mm-hmm. you've got to sort of develop this sort of Fuck It Mentality, really. Yeah. And we're going to sort of break down a few of the points that he spoke about in that video and sort of give our take on that mm-hmm. and why maybe it will help you to say fuck it more often. Yeah, absolutely. And, I'm, I'm, and I mean, let's face it, we only stumbled upon this video because I am the quintessential iced tea listener. Exactly. Wayne loves a bit of iced tea. He's got his iced tea t-shirt on right now, his big gold chain. <laughs> <laughs> he's got. He's took his very pimp coat off. <laughs> My baseball cap. Uh-huh. <laughs> Stereotyping bastards. <laughs> so, should we... <laughs> <laughs> whilst Wayne puts down his crystal chalice <laughs> we're going to get straight into this episode with the first point would you like to read it out Wayne? Uh, yes I'll try <clears throat> <laughs> a fuck it gets you across that line that ability to push past the rules I would have rather you said it in your sort of gangster sort oh, right. of rapper voice no, if you can okay <laughs> no don't do it don't do it we <laughs> Okay, read it again. It's just funny though. It's funny. It's a rapper, and then you go and speak like bloody Prince Charles. <laughs> that, yeah, well, that's why that's it was deliberate. Oh, it was you. deliberate. Okay, okay, read it again. Do it in your in, in your Cockney accent because okay. I think it's more appropriate. Fuck it. <laughs> no, no, joking. Just get to the point. Okay, fuck it. Gets you across that line. <laughs> that ability to push past the rules. That's better. 
Cool. And I like that point. I mean, me and you do a lot of talking about kind of understanding these authorities that are around us, all these sort of rules that have been governed upon us, whether that's kind mm-hmm. of, I don't know, when you grow up, schooling system, what you should and shouldn't be doing. And I think what I see saying there is kind of like, there are loads of rules and regulations out there, especially if you're starting a business. People say, wait a minute, why are you starting a business? Shouldn't you just go and be employed by someone? That's that's how you earn money mm-hmm. these days. And I think what he's really trying to say there is just see the rules that are there. And I think that's the problem. I think that's what we, we talk about a lot as well. It's just kind of, a lot of people aren't aware of the constructions or the rules that are around us, mm. meaning you don't even know how to go past them because you're so, you just take them for gospel. This is what is done and that's it. You don't even know they're around mm-hmm. you. And so I think a big part of that is actually seeing what those rules are that hold you back and actually being able to say, okay, I get what the rules are, but I'm not going to stick within those confines. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there are laws and regulations, but I think when it comes to entrepreneurship or starting any sort of venture or any creative venture, you need to say, okay, I'm going against the grain and you need to kind of, yeah, break those rules really. But I think what's happened as well is all of these, these so-called rules have been, have been created um, for very good reasons usually. Mm-hmm. But what's happened is because of these rules, it's then meant that actually these systems have been put in place um, and these mindsets have been put in place as a byproduct of those rules. And people are just kind of blissfully unaware of that scenario and um, kind of where those rules have actually led them to go. And they it's kind of that thing, I think um, Michael Hyatt says it, it's like drifting out at sea it's like you've got your you've got your your sails up and the wind's blowing you in the right direction but if you're not taking the time to navigate and you're just going with the wind Mm -hmm. you're gonna go veer so off course um and and end up in a completely different place to where you want to be because you've just gone with the wind and you just arrive and be pissed off that you've ended up somewhere you didn't expect to be and that's what happens when people it's like i wanted to be in the caribbean i'm fucking isle of Wight. what's this shit or you've left uni with a law degree and you're like i bloody hate law (laughs) 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 which usually happens yeah but yeah no i think that's that's a great point and i think yeah if you're someone who wants to be a creative it's not normal it's not like not everybody can go and create the next i don't know whether it's apple whether it's um create a music track or create i don't know a big business you kind Mm. of have to say okay i'm not going to focus i'm going to i'm going to know what rules are there but i know that i need to kind of do things differently in order Mm -hmm. to succeed and yeah by all means play within the rules Mm -hmm. but you've got to also be willing to bend the rules not necessarily Mm -hmm. break them but Mm -hmm. bend them because i think um it's like that typical textbook boss it does everything by the book and it's like yeah but actually that's probably not the most effective way to do it well you're not going to get any innovation that way you're not going to come up with anything new if you're just doing everything militantly mm-hmm. nothing's going to no sort of new ideas mm-hmm. going to pop up and like we say like a lot of the rules are are there to actually not, to keep you safe really it's not trying to screw you over or anything the government doesn't put these rules out there so no, that no. everyone kind of feels oh crap they're all against us it's the, us against the system it's nothing like that it's just saying look this is what we think works and it gets mm-hmm. people by but the people that kind of want a different result or want a different outcome they're going to have to like you say bend those or just work on the edge of them yeah I actually also think of it as like um, the academic way of doing things versus the practical way of doing things uh, I mean my, I always remember my dad having a conversation about me when I was a kid when I didn't really understand what he was saying but he was having the conversation with me anyway um, <laughs> about because um, my dad's a carpenter by trade works on many building sites and things he's, he's gone into site management but um, he learned his trade on the job and he was saying 
that he was dealing with people that had gone to college to learn carpentry and things like that and the way that they were doing things was so backwards because it was so textbook and Mm -hmm. it was like it was so inefficient the Mm -hmm. way of doing it it made sense but it was just completely inefficient and illogical Mm -hmm. in that respect and I think that's perfect example of of just having the the mind to go actually i'm going to try it this way because i think this is actually a more effective way which is how people have learned to do things on the job versus studying it academically plus if they come across a problem and it's not in the textbook then they're like oh shit you can't do it whereas your dad will be like well let's try creatively think about how Uh we can fix this problem and then that's it you become then you create a business because you've seen a problem from a different angle Mm mm-hmm and also, oh, kind of, that's a nice little segue into the next point, uh, which is that you don't get credit for being safe in life. Nope. Um, and I, going off of that point, you know, if you do it the same way that everybody else is doing it um, to solve a problem and, 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 and it works, then great. But you're not like that person that's come up with this great way of solving a problem. It's just like, well, you've done it the way that everybody else would do it, so... Yeah, great. Whereas if you actually go out there and try a new way, you might stumble across a far more effective way which completely changes an industry um, just because you've thought of it in a different way to the way anybody else has thought of it. And then you get loads of loads of credit for it. Like, um, people always say, I'm, br- I'm bringing in the Steve Jobs thing. It's been a while, <laughs> right? Um, but people are always like, yeah, well, Steve Jobs didn't actually invent anything. It's like, no, he didn't. You're right, he didn't invent anything, but he took components, put them together in a different way that nobody had ever tried before, that wasn't playing it safe, and then everybody went, fuck, he's a genius. Mm -hmm. And I think that's that's a perfect example. As well, like, with your playing safe, it's like the safety is the kind of the usual schedule of, um, like, go to college, go to university. The reason that a lot of people are out of work or can't find work is because there's so many people who played it safe they got the grades but then everybody else was playing it safe we all Mm -hmm. went to university with the hope same dreams and hopes and everyone told us well yeah you go there you're going to get that job at the end of it and we all thought yeah we're playing it safe and we're going to get that that job that's going to pay us more because if you go to university you get paid more on average etc etc and then all of a sudden everybody's played safe at a game that they thought was actually hugely valuable but Mm -hmm. if, if everyone raises at the same level in terms of education nobody has these unique talents or they haven't pushed the boundaries a different way they've all done the same exam they've done the same coursework everybody's done it in the same way then everybody's on the same level yeah and so again you've been safe there and you've not you've not gone out on your own like you say your dad who just created it on his own he went out there explored he he does stuff in such a different way that somebody who comes out can't see it from his angle oh, can't absolutely can't face problems in the same way and so he's benefited from not being mm-hmm. safe but again and, and that's and I think nowadays like you say before that was okay people could be safe because you could really predict where things were going mm-hmm. everybody knew that if you had this grade you can get it was funny actually I was talking to my nan the other day and she was saying like back in her day you could literally walk down the road and you could walk into any shop and get a job like it, you never had mm-hmm. to apply you just walked in and got a job there was jobs everywhere for mm-hmm. everybody and nowadays like we're saying how many different processes you have to go through like send your CV then do four interviews then send a presentation then do this and that mm-hmm. and, and then 2,000 people have applied for the same job and that's the thing. Everybody's playing this this game, this whole safety safety net approach to to getting work or to becoming to earning some sort mm-hmm. of income to the point that now that's it. The people who actually stand out are the people who are going doing those things on the edge. Really, I think businesses are doing it as well um, because of 
what happened with the whole recession and everything. Um, businesses were like, oh, okay, we've got we to gotta cut costs now. We've got to get rid of people that we don't necessarily need. And that's created a mentality within businesses, which is starting to shift again now, mm-hmm. where they're kind of going, well, actually we've actually managed for quite a while without having that extra person. We've just merged two jobs together and given mm-hmm. it to one person. Um, so let's carry on that way. Let's not hire this extra person for a job that we're going to have to create to give to them. Mm-hmm. But sometimes that's a complete and utter false economy because it means that actually nothing's being done effectively. It's all just being done to a mediocre standard. And uh, I think, again, that's an element of playing it safe because it's like, well... If we don't hire this extra person, it means we're not spending any more money than we would do otherwise. So therefore, we win. But it's like, well, you don't necessarily win because by this person doing something specifically for their job role, then actually they're going to do it to a better standard, which could make you more money. And um, I'm seeing that a hell of a lot with people. And it's like, yeah, let's merge these two jobs together. Yay, mm-hmm. we win. I'm like, no, I don't think you do, actually. <laughs> as well, though, I think as well, a lot of companies kind of back in the day used to look, okay, they've got a human resource team, let's get one. Let's, they've got a thingy, let's get one. If people are all doing the same thing, they think they're staying safe because they're hiring the same kind of people. And again, like you say, that just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Cool, so should we go on to the next point? Let's do it. Do you want to read it? I was going to let you do it. Okay, to take risks, to take risks you have to go bucket. I love this one. <laughs> I love this one so much. Um, as as a person that actually doesn't say fuck it enough, um, I actually really, really love it. Because I'm one of those... I don't... It's funny, because we've been talking about like taking risks and things. Um, but I'm, I kind of go with the calculated risk thing. Mm-hmm. It's like the most stupid thing ever. Um, it's like, okay, here's an opportunity. It's like, if I go for it, how likely is it that it's going to go really well as opposed to just being like, fuck it? Yeah. But I think a lot of people think that jumping into any sort of project, they kind of like try to figure out what is the probability. But that's what I think is a massive problem with entrepreneurship. I think you generally can never say it's it's impossible, even though the human brain will kind of work, try to work out what the Mm -hmm. probability of your success is. If we can see that more people seem to earn money in jobs that are around you, Mm -hmm. but then the entrepreneur, you're like, "Uh, we don't know what's going to happen. Yeah then it's kind of really difficult to take that gamble. It's like having to jump down a hole and don't know whether there's gold down there or mm-hmm. something. You just don't know it. But that's what I see sort of saying. you got to get to that point where you just say, fuck it, I'm going to jump. It's like you as an actor. Like, well, you have, that's the, big, that's the biggest fuck it, I think, available in society <laughs> yeah, today true, to say, true. you know what, I'm, I'm not going to... Mm-hmm. I don't want to be in an office. I'm going to be an actor. I'm going to be a creative. I'm going to... Mm-hmm do something that I actually just want to enjoy like that has to be a major fuck it <laughs> yeah I think it is and it's weird that I am such a calculated risk type of person but then I went I'm an actor and it's weird but actually there was something <clears throat> which kind of was a bit of a breakthrough which is kind of a, a change of uh, mind frame to like going fuck it and that was I when I was I'm really selective of the projects that I do uh, which is a gift and a curse because it means that I'm not necessarily acting as much as I would like to. Um, but um, because I'm so selective, I was looking at potential um, acting jobs and kind of looking at it from a p- perspective of, do I want to do this project? If yes, apply. If no, don't. Um, whereas it dawned on me one day that actually I'm going to be auditioning more than I'm likely to be acting. So I need to be really good at fucking auditioning. Mm-hmm. So... I then started applying for projects that I didn't even want to be a part of to get the audition practice. And actually, I then 
ended up involved in projects that I probably would never have been involved in um, that I really enjoyed and really like have benefited me um, because I auditioned for them even though I didn't want to be involved and then I got the script through and it's like actually this is a really good script mm-hmm. um, in fact one of the best films I've done um, I didn't like the concept it, it sounded really weird but they were filming on a really good camera so I was like fuck <laughs> it I'm going to do it uh-huh. best film I've ever done yeah. hands down because mm-hmm. um, it was incredible and I think that's a great example of just not thinking too much about it just go for it and because this is almost this mentality of if I do take the risk like and if it fails my world is over yeah like I'm done I'm six feet under cremate me now (laughs) but it's not it never well not never they say don't failure is never final is it it's kind of like it keeps progressing like if you fail then you know how to alter the course but you obviously did a major fuck it at whatever age you were when you decided you know well I want to be an actor mm-hmm. but a lot of people are too afraid to say that fuck it whether it's because of their parents are not going to agree with their fuck it or mm-hmm. someone else is not going to agree with their fuck it or they, they don't see the possibility yeah well it's interesting I was probably about 10, 11 when I decided to be an actor maybe 12 at the latest um, but and I think that was through naivety it wasn't so much a fuck it. It was like, I don't really understand what... <laughs> but that's the decision I'm making, which mm-hmm. was kind of like a a uh, like naive fuck it because I did, just because I didn't understand what decision I was actually but I making. Think, I think that's important. I think entrepreneurs need to have enough naivety in their fuck it to say, actually, I'm going to give it a go. It's mm-hmm. like, it's naive to think that anything you start is going to be successful. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, you need to have that sort of childlike naivety to say, well, I'm going to give it a go, so fuck it, let's get, let's go for it. Because at the end of the day, like you say, you fail you fail all the chances, you fail all the chances you don't take. Or, yeah. or something, yeah, something you, like that. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take or something like exactly. that. Exactly. So it's better to say, well, I tried it, I said fuck it, and I gave it mm-hmm. a go, and okay, it works or it doesn't work. But either way, you're going to get something out of it mm-hmm. more than the not trying in the first place. Yeah, and if you think of all of the really successful companies in the world, all of them, have had like shit products mm-hmm. that have just flopped big mm-hmm. time but they've given it a, I mean it helps that a lot of these companies have the money to just throw at projects mm-hmm. but they don't at the start and they do exactly the same thing at the start it's just we don't see the failures because everybody focuses on the success stories well they say that people who are more successful is because they've had more failures than the mm-hmm. amateur and it's those constant failures that sort of that's it lead to the actual finally that success mm-hmm. So, yeah, you've got to develop a bit of a naive fuck it if you decide to get into entrepreneurship or whether you want to go on some sort of creative endeavour. But, as the next point says, fuck it can help you or harm you. Yeah, I like this one. I think a lot of the time, um, like people say, especially when they want to get into entrepreneurship, they're like, okay, fuck it, I'm quitting my job. I've wrote the resignation and that's that's it. They're jumping all feet in. Mm -hmm. Or people say, well, if you want to be an entrepreneur, you need to just jump off the cliff and build your parachute on the way down or whatever Mm -hmm. they say. And I think sometimes that can be good because it's a massive motivator. Like you look at people like Pat Flynn and it took him to get made redundant before he Mm -hmm. thought, fuck it, I'm going to go for the thing that I wanted. And sometimes it takes that. Sometimes for people it takes you just to say, I need to literally just blow my my existence, my current reality into pieces so that Mm. I have to build something, which can be good. But then for a lot of other people who say, fuck it, they leave their job, they want to go and become entrepreneurs and suddenly they've got no money coming in, they've still got those bills they're waiting for and you're kind of, suddenly that shakes you up because then you're you're more panicking about where how you're going to pay the bills. You can't even focus in a normal way on your business and that's why me and you're more sort of advocates of kind of maybe start the side gig there's Mm -hmm. always time around your work Mm -hmm. and I think 
we got to see like a lot of us have a lot of psychological emotional connections with money and i think yeah. money can really throw you of course if you're not making it in some ways mm-hmm. everybody has bills everybody needs to put a roof over their head or feed themselves so yeah i'm not a big advocate of fuck it just jump straight in but yeah. usually if you don't decide to say fuck it on your terms it might be that your boss says fuck it for you and says fuck it you're fired yeah well it's, it's interesting actually because i always have this thought process where i'm like if I was unemployed, I had no money coming in, but I had these bills that I have to pay, would my acting career be doing really, really well if I went, fuck it, I'm going to make all my money off my acting? Mm-hmm. Would I be doing really fucking well? And it's interesting because um, I've seen on some online forums with actors, quite a few actors have said, I was made uh, redundant like six months ago and I've never acted so much in my life mm-hmm. um, because I just decided, fuck it, I'm going to go for it and just see if I can pay all my bills off of my acting work um and i find that really interesting um that that is a possibility but then at the same time i'm kind of not willing to risk it but uh, i mean mainly because i don't need to as, as i've discussed on here many many times i don't need to take that risk um because actually there's nothing excuse me <laughs> my belly going crazy um there's nothing stopping me from from actually pursuing my acting career in the day job that I've got but mm-hmm. it's a it's an interesting thought of you know will I crash and burn if I just mm-hmm. quit the day job and put 100% of my effort into into my acting um, and it's it's a tough call to make for anyone I think but I think if you if your hand is forced and somebody does make you redundant it's like well you got nothing to lose just go for mm-hmm. it the worst thing, worst thing that's going to happen is you're going to be a month late on your rent and deal with that bridge when you get there. <laughs> you'll, you'll be out on the street. And we kind of did say earlier when before we were talking before the episode started, that sort of fuck it is kind of back to what Junior said a while back on one of our podcasts. He's like just, it's throwing your shoes over the mm-hmm. fence so that you know you have to get over it. And I think it's true. I do think that after hearing what you've just said there, it's kind of actually, I think, sometimes people really need that fucking kick up the arse it's like it's like we go back to health and stuff you need someone saying look you're going to die in two months before someone decides to go and Mm -hmm. look after their health and sometimes people need that otherwise you will coast you won't put in as much energy into something so i think Mm -hmm. it is a balance but yeah yeah actually you've just made me think of something have you ever watched the island on channel four with bear grills yeah are you watching it now yeah yeah I think that is a prime example of people going, fuck it. Yeah. I think it's such a good example of it. And um, I think everybody should check it out. Basically, the premise is um, 14 people um, get um, dumped, on, dumped on a desert island, which Bear Grylls, who, if you don't know, is a um, survival expert. Everybody knows Bear Grylls. But everybody knows Bear Grylls. Um, so he's gone... He's Well, he probably hasn't, but people have gone on the island to check that it is uh, habitable, so there's enough food and mm-hmm. everything. But it's not like... Oh yeah, here's a farm. Go and have oh, no like, like, no. It's literally just a desert island. Like they've uh-huh. not set any. Well, presumably not set anything up, um, and they have to try and survive um, on this island for I think it's six weeks. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Um, it's really, really good just to see how people handle it, and it's the fact that they a lot of them when they do the interviews, it's like, oh, I've realised I've not done anything with my life, so essentially, fuck it, I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's great, so check that out. Well, they're sort of stripped down to their bare bones. It's like mm-hmm. you see how people can't handle where their brains go without food or where their brain goes without structure, and mm-hmm. you're left with yourself, and that's it. Then you get to have to kind of it's kind of like meditation. You go in deep and you kind of look. You when you're on an island, you've got a lot of time to think for yourself, and a lot of people for them, it's probably the first oh, time yeah. they've actually just stopped and said wait, I'm in an island, I'm doing the minimals to survive as a human, who am I? And mm-hmm. I think that's what breaks them open. And then 
as you say, they come back sort of like a transformed person. Yeah. Cool. So should we get on to our uh, final point? Yes. Go for it. On the edge is where creation lives. I love this one. This is probably the... Well, I mean, I'm a creative anyway. So, I mean, this is kind of... This talks to me a lot, but this is kind of the one that really jumps out at me. Because I think it's so easy to sit and discuss something and be like, oh, well, we could do this and we could do that, but what are the results going to be? And when I was trained as an actor and creating new material, it was always like, just get up on your feet and do it. Just go for it. See what happens. Um, And some of the most creative things I've ever done have come from... In fact, I've written... Because I can't write for shit. I I started (laughs) trying to write something um, for my production company yesterday and I just cannot write I, I got like half a page down and I was like this is shit yeah but you don't write every day so it's not like well no that's true it, that's so. true but get me in a rehearsal room and then go right give us a play I mean I'll probably scowl at you but <laughs> but like if I can improvise something and just try things out and then take the bits that I like and mush them together and things like that I've written whole plays that way and I think yeah, this one just really jumps out at me, mainly for that reason. But I think too many people sit and think about what the results of actions are going to be and not enough people just take action and go, right, I've done it now. Yeah, this one goes back to as well, that sort of like island analogy that you was using. It's like everybody's very comfortable in the middle of the island, the safe part, but it's the people who kind of like walk to the edge and say, oh, I wonder what's past that water and what's on the mm-hmm. other side. It's kind of knowing that you've got that safety there, but you're you're willing to go to the edges, the fringes of things to see what else is happening there. It's kind of like we know everybody's... Most people are very comfortable with nine to five. They've got their lives. They go out on the weekends. It's very is a normal mm. way of living. Like that is it. But on the edges, what are the people who are not doing that? What are what are they, what are their results? And that's what I think is important about entrepreneurship is that you kind of start to see the fringes. And I mm-hmm. think the internet has made that even more available. You start Definitely. to see wow, these little interesting pockets of people around the world who are interested in a certain thing, and somehow each of them are making money in their mm. own ways, and they're creating products that only a very a small minority of people are, are actually interested in. And that's because of the internet has brought, you know, as Seth Godin would say, the sort of like the the weird people together. They're kind yeah, of definitely. they're weird in their own unique ways. But when you're with a bunch of people who are weird in the same way as you you're like Mm. actually we're no longer weird we just like a certain thing and I think that's what's so important about entrepreneurship and I think the the economy is now set up so that you can go to the edge very quickly and you can see what's there whereas before our parents only knew one way of doing things that's why they look at us and say what the hell are you doing in your room Mm. what is a podcast what is how is your little brother earning money on YouTube what what does this mean that he wants to be a YouTuber Mm. after university like after college or whatever and it's kind of that is is now available to us it's so much easier to explore the edge yeah I think I think as you say the internet has just changed the game so much because it is now all about the edge it's not even that mediocrity well I say that mediocrity doesn't really stand much of a chance anymore you can't afford to be in the 95% category um, because there's too many people in the 95% category and okay yes you might make a fair amount of money and yes okay there's thousands and thousands more people in the 95% category but you can make far more money off of the people in the 5% that are really, really passionate about that category, if that makes any sense whatsoever. Well, people know that that 95% is dwindling, they're changing or they're going into different areas. And so, yeah, I do think it's sort of breaking down in a way. And Mm -hmm. yeah, it's an interesting point. 
and also there's the, the there's the kind of going on the ninety five percent five percent thing. There's that um, quote who I don't know who it is, um, but basically says if you do what ninety five percent of the people do, you'll achieve what ninety five percent of people achieve. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I've been... I might paraphrase that, but... <laughs> but I've been reading the book as well. It was one of the books I read a while back. Actually, I think I mentioned it a couple of times. And he was sort of I forgot the name is something Cohen, and his he's got a book called like Average is Over, and it's sort of again it's on that whole philosophy of that the that you have to be on the edges now. You need to be. I mean, we all say that value is created when you have a sort of unique skill. I mean, if something's rare, the reason people value gold is because it's it's a rare it's a rare thing, so mm-hmm. its value increases. So when you go to the edges where nobody else is suddenly you can increase your value and so again if you're reading books looking after your health and you're doing all these things that not many other people are doing suddenly you have to you have to raise yourself you're out of that you're now more of, of more value to people really mm-hmm. yeah absolutely cool so we will actually share the video of ice tea on the on the blog yes. on the podcast breakdown the so notes. you can check it out it's quite short it's only i think it's like two minutes long or something but it's just been quite fun to actually just sit and actually just mull on some of those points, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, and I, it's it's a bit of a wake-up call, I think, sometimes, when you do realise, oh, shit, I have been sitting around and thinking too much about what I'm going to do rather than actually just going out and doing it. And it's like that perfection paralysis type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, what's that quote? What's that quote? You're just banging out the quote I am, today. but I can't think of who they're from, which Don't is really frustrating. It. Just give the quote. Um, the quote goes, it's paraphrasing it, and hang on he's butchering this quote I am going to about to butcher it so I do apologise um, a perfect plan executed tomorrow is not as good as a imperfect. good plan executed now I get you something along those lines I, I apologise <laughs> I did butcher that completely if, if you know the correct one tweet us yeah please do uh, at pn underscore podcast yeah um, yeah but but the message is kind of the same. You can think about perfecting what you want to do as much as you like, but if you don't execute it, you're not actually going to achieve anything. So, fuck it. So, uh, we need to plug, 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 plug to you guys. We're throwing some right hooks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you love us, Gary V. You know you do. You know you do. So everyone else who's listening is like, I don't know what you mean by a right no, hook. No, I know, but... I don't care. Uh, <laughs> head on over to our Twitter account because we just mentioned it, so I'm going to plug it again. At PN underscore podcast. We want followers. We want people engaging. We want people chatting to us. Tell questions. Us send questions. questions. Send us questions that you want answering. Um, obviously, you know, we don't know the meaning of life, but any other questions, well, not any other questions, but sensible questions, um, send them over. Um, and yeah, just give us feedback on the show. I, I would like to. Oh, sorry. For no, go for it. Go I was going to say, like, I'd like to just know what you're going to say. Fuck it, to for the next month or the next week. Like, tell us what you decided. Fuck it, I'm going to get into the best shape of my life. Or fuck it, I'm going to just give my blog. I'm just going to get the blog set up. Or fuck it, I'm going to start a vlog or start filming some videos. And yeah, just tell us what what at the moment you feel like. Do you know what? I've been waiting on this for so long. I'm just going to say fuck it and go for it. I like it. So at pn underscore podcast hashtag fuck it nice yes cool. well hope you enjoyed this episode leave us a review on iTunes please thank you <laughs> and we'll see you next time or speak to you next time yes we will bye bye bye